Welcome to Amplify. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Welcome to Amplified. Very exciting show for you here. We have been looking forward to this show for quite some time. Iman will be introduced by Andrea Adams-Miller. She's making a guest appearance to help make the show just that much more powerful, and she knows Iman very well. We uh, met Iman together on the Marketers Cruise, have heard him several times give presentations, and he is the type of individual that when he takes the stage... He has such a beautiful heart that he brings to the stage and great content. So we can't wait to share this amazing content with you and really to invite you to live a life that you love. So, Andrea, would you uh, please give the bio an introduction to Iman? Awesome. Good morning, everyone. I'm so excited to be uh, reaching out to you for, uh, live from Las Vegas. We have Iman Age, who is a great friend of ours. As Ken said, he is a serial entrepreneur and we've had the pleasure of traveling around the world with him and hearing him speak. He's a best-selling author and an international speaker. Now, what's really cool is he founded the Success Road Academy in 2010, which is one of the largest information marketing training centers in the world. He has harnessed the power of the Internet, and he combines it with effective in-person marketing to help business owners grow their companies and to help professionals position themselves as the go-to experts in their fields. And he's the creator of the Ultimate Course Formula, which has helped experts create and sell online courses with simple step-by-step processes in 60 days or less. He's uh, worked with over 15,000 business owners in the past few years in his seminars, events, and webinars. He's a TEDx speaker. He's been on stage over 400 times, so he's obviously very experienced. And he shared the stage with greats like uh, Gary Vanderchuk, uh, Ted McGrath, Sean Stevenson. And he's been seen uh, all over the place, ABC, NBC, CBS, Shaw TV. And he has also been noted as um, founding the Entrepreneurs International Network, which is a group of business networks in five countries with over 20,000 members. He is absolutely amazing. Please, every day, everybody, help us welcome the gentleman who was featured as the People's Choice Award winner for being the one of the top 25 immigrants in Canada. And we thank so much for Aman Age joining us today. Welcome, Aman. And thank you, Andrew, for such a great introduction. Well, I'll tell you, when she was listing those names of people that you share the stage with, my mouth was dropping just thinking, man, some people would just yearn to have people like them as mentors. So that would be pretty incredible just knowing people like that. So I wanted to backtrack because the Markers Cruise, which good old Captain Lou Edwards, who's doing a book signing this week, is the reason that we know each other. So how did you meet Captain Lou? Uh, I actually met Captain Lou on the cruise, uh, but uh, I was invited by Mike Phil's name to the marketer's cruise. And um, then we got a ticket and then uh, met Captain Lou. And Now, it's not often in my experience that people get on a cruise and next thing you know, they're on stage. So how did that occur? Uh, well, actually, the first year, I, I came into the marketer's cruise just to see you know, what's going on, um, just have some fun with people and, and uh, just, you know, learn and network and grow. 
And I really liked it so much that I said, okay, you know what, next year I'm going to bring my students with me. And, uh, yeah, and it just brought so many students that Captain Lou said, well, you actually passed the threshold to, you know, have enough students that you can get to stage. And, um, yeah, so he put me on the stage, but I had so many students that he actually put me on stage several times. Uh, so, um, yeah, it was actually uh, quite fun. And, and, you know, he heard my story and, and, and the piece of, of my conversation, and, and he said, you know, really, this is something that people on the cruise need to hear um, because it can help them a lot with their business as well. So. Well, I agree with him, but I agree with him on the content, obviously, but also the personal story. I think your story of how you became an immigrant over here is worthy of just going into right now. So feel free to t- go as deep as you'd like, but I, I would love to hear s- three components. One is what your childhood was like that caused you to be who you are today. Two, what it was like to actually make the move over. And then three, maybe a couple of the secrets that you were able to learn from that made it uh, a success. Yeah, okay. Um, actually, you know what? What I always tell everyone around me, I say, the person that is the least likely person to be a leader, if stands up and takes charge, is the person who becomes one of the biggest leaders around themselves. And, uh, and I mean like a thought leader, right? A person who is making a change, making a difference. And if you look at my childhood, most likely my childhood is the one that looks the least, I was the least likely person um, to become a leader in my, in, in, in my world, you know. Um, the, uh, I had a really interesting childhood, um, and, like, when I, grow, uh, when I was growing up, I went through a lot of, uh, a lot of problems, a lot of uh, uh, challenges. And one of the, uh, kind of, one of the ones that actually makes me the least likely person who becomes a speaker is that when I was a child, I actually had a very severe stutter, and a very severe uh, lack of uh, pronunciation. So I couldn't actually pronounce 13 letters uh, when I was a child. So uh, I would replace all of them with B. So if I wanted to say this is a book, I could say this is a do it. Uh, because I couldn't pronounce uh, TH, I couldn't pronounce S, I couldn't pronounce B, I couldn't pronounce K. So I would pronounce all of them like I would say did it do it. And uh, I went through, like, years of speech therapy to be able to, uh, to speak like a regular person. And um, lots of other things. Um, uh, my dad went bankrupt. At home, got bombed in Iran-Iraq war. Um, well, we were homeless uh, as uh, a child like, because of a home got bombed, and my dad became bankrupt because of it. And um, lots of other stories as, as we grew. However, one of the things that I learned is that uh, every time that you have a hardship in life, you learn that with hardships, you don't die. You actually just get stronger, and it gets easier for you to overcome your next hardship. And that's the role, uh, that's the role of hardships in our life, um, that we just get stronger and stronger and stronger, and uh, just kind of as you get to the point that, um, the hardships are just learning moments for you. Uh, anything that happens, they're like, okay, I'm going through a learning moment, and um, I just can't wait to learn what I'm supposed to learn from this experience and then go to the next experience. And uh, when you get to that point, uh, you realize that um, it's all a matter of life, a matter of your success. 
is all a matter of your uh, of your perspective and not giving up and sticking to your vision and sticking to what you want to achieve. So back in 2007, 2008, um, I was a 25-year-old, and um, one night my wife and I were sitting together and we were like, hey, you know, what do we want to achieve in the next 10 years? And I said, I want to become an international professional public speaker. I was looking at people like Tony Robbins, Brian Tracy. And back at the time, uh, I was in Iran, and uh, I, was, uh, uh, I was a speaker. Uh, I was speaking at, um, at some, some of the stages on the management consultation level and the marketing consultation level. And um, I was doing a lot of you know, public speaking in different institutes and organizations and companies. And, uh, and I said, you know what, I really want to become an international professional public speaker. I want to travel the world. I want to speak. I want to inspire people. I like everything that the life of a speaker has. Um, and, um, and we looked at our situation at the point I couldn't speak English. Uh, we didn't have uh, any family or friends or connections. Um, like we had very few family connections outside Canada. And, uh, and more importantly, with an Iranian passport, um, you can only travel to a very few uh, select countries in the world that many of them are not the countries you want to travel to and uh, the rest of them are in war. So um, we looked at that and we were like, okay, so that's not the best recipe to become an international professional public speaker because on a public speaker, you've got to be able to comfortably travel the world. Uh, you need to speak a language that people understand, right? Um, like a lot of people understand, and um, and so you can you can grow. And because of that, uh, we decided to move to Canada in 2008. And in March 2009, I landed here. Now, as part of our plan, was that when we moved to Canada, we were expecting that our money follows us. Uh, my mom was going to sell all my properties and um, get that money and send it to us. Um, and when I landed three days later, we realized that that's not going to happen because of something politically um, yeah, that went wrong in Iran. Um, a lot of transactions, financial transactions, got canceled. And, you know, sending money outside the country got really harder, and um, nobody was buying anything, nobody was selling anything. Um, so it went to a depression. Uh, similar to the 2008 depression here, it happened in Iran in 2009. Uh, but for political reasons, not for financial reasons. Uh, long story short, uh, I had $12,000 in my pocket and uh, not being able to speak English and having no family or friends or network. Um, and I said, okay, you know what? Uh, we came here because we had a dream and we we're going to work hard for that dream and we we're going to make it happen. And <clears throat> every... Um, every day I started um, applying for jobs. I said, first, I said, okay, you know what? I was a great marketer. I can easily find a marketing job. So I started writing a resume as a marketer and then realized, well, nobody's actually responding to that. So we started kind of going more towards um, uh, surviving jobs, right? <laughs> because money was going down and down and down and down. And then at the end, I had like all of these um, survival jobs for resumes, and I was dropping uh, them off one after another after another every day. I would wake up at like uh, 7 a.m., 8 a.m. I would drop off these resumes as many as I could, and I did not get a single call back. It was 2009, right after 2008 recession. Nobody was hiring, and um, and I couldn't speak the language. When I went to Walmart to drop off my resume, the person was accepting that was getting my resume. 
that just so you know, in the past two weeks, um, we had over 500 resumes dropped off here, and all of them are more qualified than you, and we are not even hiring. Um, and, and, you know, that was, that was the situation. Until one day, I went to check our mailbox, and I got this $1,000 bill. And I went to pay it, and I, when I logged into our bank account, I realized we have only $2,500 left. Now, the significance of this 2500 bucks was that uh, it was good enough money to buy us two one-way tickets uh, to go back to Iran. Or I could pay the $1,000 bill, and we could pay the rent and buy food and not have enough money to be able to survive next month and pay the rent and become homeless. I couldn't make that decision on my own because this is like a huge decision. Just a few months before that, I was having a, a great financial life. I was enjoying my life. You know, I was a public speaker. I was doing whatever I was doing. And just in dream of expanding and becoming bigger, I got my family to the point that you know, we are at the verge of becoming homeless. And I just couldn't make that final decision myself. And I went to my wife uh, and I said, honey, this is the situation, you know, this is where we are. And what she said next changed everything. She said, Iman, have we ever given up on any of our dreams? And I said, no. And she said, why would you give, it, give up now? Pay the bill, pay the rent, and we do what it takes to bring our dream to reality. You know? I always say, have you ever had a person who believes in you more than you believe in yourself? That my wife stood beside me, not just saying, hey, you know, I believe in you when I'm not involved. She stood beside me saying that I'm willing to become homeless if that's what it takes to bring your dream to reality. And... And we did. We paid the bill, and <clears throat> we didn't have any way to go back anymore. And the countdown to become homeless started. 30 days, 29 days, 28 days, <clears throat> sorry, 27 days, and went all the way down to 17 days away from becoming homeless. And, and that day, I woke up and I realized I'm insane. You know, the definition of insanity is yeah. doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result, right? And that's exactly right. what I was doing for the past few months. Every day I was getting up, dropping off resume and not getting a single call back. And that morning I realized that even if I get a job in the next 17 days, the first payment comes 14 days later, which I'm past the point that I have to pay my rent. So that day I realized I'm already homeless and I don't know it yet. And, and you know, when failure isn't an option in life anymore, right. failure wasn't an option for me. I was like, no, I'm not going to fail. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sleep on the side of the street and I'm going to do this. And I said, you know, I have to stand up and I have to own my own greatness. And I said, I'm always good at building businesses. I didn't want to build a business here because I didn't know the language. 
I had lots of other limitations. I've never even sold anything here. So I didn't want to start rebuilding a business, but not a single person is hiring me. And if I want to rely on one person, it's me, you know? I have always this attitude. I say, if you don't give it to me, I build it myself better than you, you know? And I said, uh, and, I, and, I, and I stood up, I'm like, you know what? You're not hiring me. I, made, I, 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 I build it myself. And, and I started my, uh, I decided to start a web design company. And the reason for a web design company was because I knew that it's something that people want to buy. Everybody needs the website, and um, it's something that people are willing to pay for it right away because everybody wants to get a website on short notice. So I knew online marketing, but what I didn't know is how to code, how to actually build the website. Uh, however, I went out and I said, okay, I'm, I'm a web designer. I build websites, and I just get it started, so I don't have a business card because they didn't have any money to print business cards. And um, three days later, I found actually my first client. And I got lucky, obviously, that I found my first client in three days. There were systems and reasons and processes there. But, you know, there was obviously luck. And, and I, and I um, got my first client. That client paid me 1800 bucks, And that money paid for the rent of that month and bought us food. And the next month, but then now I own the web design company without knowing how to design a website. And I didn't have enough money to pay anyone. Like, I, I needed every single penny of the money that I got. And so I started doing marketing from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. to find the clients. And from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m., 5 a.m., I sat with YouTube and, you know, read articles and content and everything I could get my hands on to learn how to design a website. And in a few months, I learned how to design a website. I was building clients' websites. And, um, and you know, we take it from there. And later on, my company grew so much that I started hiring employees. And uh, a year later, one and a half years later, it was a six-figure company. And then, yeah, just, just that led into people asking me how I did it. I started coaching a few people, and that turned into my coaching business. And... I became a public speaker, talking to people about how to build a successful business, and my coaching business grew bigger than my web design company. So I let go of my web design company, built Successful Academy, and um, and today Successful Academy is one of the largest information marketing academies in the world. We have um, 24 uh, team members on board, uh, 35 including the part-time ones, and um, 15,000 students later uh, and a few years later. This is exactly 10 years after that. Now, over the time, I actually did a lot of uh, great things and, and did a lot of, you know, uh, things that were great uh, learning experiences. And one of those biggest learning experiences for me was that back in 2014, I actually um, started traveling the world and doing public speaking. I was doing about 200 live events a year. Uh, I was going from one event to another event, um, uh, one conference to the next conference. I was speaking almost every single day. Or if I, if I wasn't speaking, I was on the way from one place to the next place so I could speak on the next day. And, uh, and I realized that that's not the best lifestyle. Although from outside, it looks great. And I always say I reached the dream, but I hated the dream because um, the dream... Uh, 
<laughs> the dream is, okay, traveling the world, always doing public speaking, but believe me, when you get there, you're constantly in hotel rooms, and, and you're away from the family, and you're away from everybody else, and, um, and it's just not the most prettiest thing in the world, and that's why I started going more towards <coughs> using online courses as the foundation of the marketing of our business, so, so I stopped traveling as much and doing as much public speaking. I still do a lot of public speaking, don't get me wrong. I don't do 200. I do about like 40, 50 a year. And I usually go to one place to stay there for like seven days, five days, enjoy the city, you know, see different things. And then, you know, do one hour, two hour of public speaking, sometimes do a weekend talk, and then come back, you know, and enjoy life as, as I do this. And it's a very different style than uh, what people think, okay, it's amazing to travel the world and do public speaking. Um, but, yeah, but then right now we have 48 online courses. So I'm on one of our main courses, teaching people how to create and sell online courses uh, because I believe that the best business model that you can have, um, things happen on their own and, um, and the company grows and um, the clients come in. And um, pretty much right now, I don't spend a lot of time on uh, coaching anymore. I get only five mentorship students a year, and um, and the rest of the company is actually being taught by by the coaches that we have in the company. I'm I mainly produce content and systems and processes, and and then teach it to my teachers, and then the teachers teach it to students, and that way that allows us to uh, serve a lot of people at the same time at the uh, at the academy. Well, when you were speaking uh, 200 times a year, 200 live events, you, you obviously were doing it by yourself. So it was you on the road by yourself, and you were actually not really having a balanced life, and you weren't bringing your wife with you. Is that correct? Well, at one point, I mean, my wife said that she wants to travel with me, and she did. She did for about uh, a month or two, and then, she, and, then, and then she gave up. She was like, there's no point, because we go to a city, and, um, and like at 7 a.m., you wake up and you go uh, have your breakfast for the event. And then you go to the event because I, I, I usually like to attend the events before I speak. Some speakers just show up like right before their talk and do their talk and disappear. But then I didn't want right. to do that because I like to get to know people. You know, I care about people. I care about who they are. I care about what their stories are. I want to tell them like things that is relevant to them. So... I always go to the room like a little bit earlier, like during the day, spend the day, and then we do do my talk. And then after my talk, obviously, everybody would come to me, and 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 the rest of the trip, um, up to the point that I was getting a recap to get myself to the airport, um, I was accompanied by you know uh, quite a few number of people. So um, pretty much, we were just on the airplane together, uh, and that's it. Uh, so, so she she traveled and then she was like, yeah, you know what? This is just we are not really seeing each other. We are just on the airplane together. So, and what about um, now? You said that you uh, go well, to cities now, now for um, five days or so. Sort of for many of my trips, um, she comes with me. Uh, for some, she doesn't. Uh, she owns her own business uh, as well. So, um, just depends. You know, we we travel a lot together. Um, probably we travel. Well, at least 10 weeks a year, we travel together for fun. Um, most of the other days, I'm actually at home. So 
Um, we okay. So to be able to answer that, um, I got I got to explain how I live because I live in uh, seventeen week intervals. So um, one of the greatest things I did in my life uh, that actually um, I, I did it for only two years and it changed everything. Uh, but but the good thing about that is that now um, it allows me to actually separate myself entirely from the business. So right now, except for three events a year, if I don't show up in the business, don't, nobody even notices that I'm gone, uh, which is really good. Um, now, the company most likely eventually die because I bring the vision and the guidance on how to get to that vision. Uh, but, but the company runs on a day-to-day basis uh, without me. Um, I just kind of, that's a good thing about it. But uh, about the part that is like, okay, so how, how do we manage things? Uh, one of the best things that you can do is that you can live in intervals, meaning that you, uh, you can divide the year either to four sections. That gives you four 13 weeks. Or you can do it three sections of 17 weeks, um, which gives you 51 weeks plus an additional week at the end of the year because the year is 52 weeks. Or you can divide it to two sections, which is two sections of 26 weeks. And, um, and then you create this repetitive uh, um, process that you, you create this system. And for us, is that we do five weeks of marketing. And that five weeks of marketing leads to an eight-week course. For us, that eight-week course leads to a three-day event, uh, which is followed up by one week of catching up, right? So we have five weeks of marketing, eight weeks of coaching, one week of catching up, and that's 14 weeks. And then uh, I get three weeks of vacation. So I can disappear, uh, turn off my cell phone, turn off everything. Um, I don't answer anything on social media during those three weeks, and I just go and have fun. And um, they are already planned um, from a year before or even sometimes two years before. So I know exactly, for example, what I'm doing in May 2019. Um, so you just kind of pretty much you can, you can do this much, much uh, ahead of time. And, um, and what that allows you to do is that you can, uh, I, I, but I, I, you have to commit to it, right? It's like, a lot of time you are in the vacation time and something comes up and everybody says, oh, okay, you know, so I don't take the vacation. If you don't, then you're not going to have any vacation time because um, that five weeks of marketing is actually pretty five, uh, like hard five weeks. Like you work really hard during those five weeks of marketing. So you have to rest so you are ready uh, so you can give your best, right, during that five weeks. So it's a matter of commitment and, and principle. But if you do that, um, then you suddenly get 10 weeks of vacation. And I mean, like, vacation, not as a regular vacation, but vacation, the fact that you can turn off your cell phone and go and disappear because everybody knows that during those three weeks you are not accessible. And, um, and yeah, and so I live in 17-week lifestyle, so I take about 10 weeks of vacation. Uh, this year I'm actually planning to take one of the 17 weeks off as well, so this year we are taking 24 weeks of vacation um, because um, just don't need to be around. And so, um, so I just wanted to, you know, this year um, take a longer vacation. So that, um, that, that uh, actually really helps. And, and so if you know that way, then, yes, my wife and I actually travel together for about 10 weeks a year at least. And, um, 
and then the rest of it. Uh, we actually travel a lot, like over weekends, and sometimes she comes if she can, you know, based on her her business. Uh, she sometimes decides to come with me on, on some of the trips that I go to, and and sometimes she does that. Like um, I think end of April, she's uh, sorry, beginning of May, uh, she's coming with me to um, to Mexico. I have a talk in Mexico. Um, the talk is a three day event. Most likely, I'm gonna stay, stay about a week there. And, um, you know, so she, there is a high chance that she comes actually hang out with me in Mexico for a week. And then, um, and then we come back and then we're going to go to Europe. We have a one way ticket to Europe right now. So, um, probably we're going to go to Europe, but we don't know even where we are going. We're just going to go and, uh, travel and just enjoy wherever, wherever we enjoy. We just stay there and, and then go to the next place. Um, I know that just we are like bringing my mother-in-law. Um, to Italy because she was she always wanted to go to Italy, so uh, we are actually taking her there um, to just see and visit and you know have fun together, uh, family. Yeah. So, so anyhow, so that's kind of uh, when you when you stick to your schedule and you do the things you're supposed to do, um, then the world the, the life changes, you know, uh, because it requires some discipline for for some time and and and, and hard work. So you can do what you should do, you know? Well, let's talk about that discipline. So that five weeks that you're doing the marketing, what does that look like? How could you advise someone that wants to mimic the success that you get from doing the 17-week lifestyle? How would you recommend that they actually set up their life for the five weeks? Okay. So um, now this actually becomes very relevant to, uh, to, the, to the business of owning a coaching school, Right. So it depends. So this can actually be relevant to some people on the call and not to the others. But this is if you are a coach or a consultant uh, or author or a speaker, um, this works this way. Um, you can still live in intervals, even if you have another type of company, like a service-based company. Uh, but then, but then uh, for the service-based companies or production-based companies, um, uh, they can't separate their marketing. However, they can separate uh, different different things in their business, right? For a coaching school or, or for an information marketing academy, an academy or, or, or a company that sells information, right? Um, one thing that you do, you usually, uh, now, now this is some kind of advanced marketing stuff. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say simple words. Just, um, I wanted to just give, it some, give some uh, marketing nerd alerts before I start talking about these things, but before, um, you think about it this way. You think about what is your biggest, best package uh, that you can offer people that it makes a massive difference in their lives. It makes a massive difference in the way that they do things, right? Now, this package is not a small package, most likely. Okay? Usually, for people to get results, they need to commit. They need to heavily commit to their success. Um, one of the things that most people don't pay attention to because it's actually, well, they know, but they don't want to, <laughs> is that anything you achieve in life, like anything you see another person has achieved in their lives, most likely they work really hard for it, right? Some people get lucky and achieve something, but then, but then they lose it too. Uh, but for people who have a, like, a sustainable success, in certain area, always their body looks great. Always they're in perfect weight. Always um, uh, they are having I don't know um, 
whatever success, always they have a successful company, right? That takes a lot of work. There's a ton of work and effort has gone into that to that work, right? So right. if you are the person who wants to make a difference in another person's life, you need to get the commitment of your students, of the people that you work with, um, to, to that change. And you need to hold them accountable and committed to that. And, and, and that package that you build is usually a highly committed package. So it can be a year-long program or it can be sometimes a three-year program. It can be something that you get their commitment, you get their accountability. And, and the way that I do this is that how can I get people results? Right. So, so we work on the best program that we could use to change people's entrepreneurs' lives. Uh, uh, so if they have information, they want to sell it. What should we do to hold them accountable to their own success and give them the support that they need? Right. And right. and usually that's where you start. Whatever you teach, you start from there. So like. Who is my dream client? What is the dream result I can get them? And based on the dream result and the dream client, then you think, okay, so if I create this package, now this package ends up to be $25,000. This package ends up to be $17,000. This package ends up to be $2,000. And just, just one other thing that I see actually this with a lot of people, because the moment that I say these numbers, I see a lot of people like say, Oh, but that's not the package I can't sell, right? Now, one thing I actually want to always remind people is that your job is not saving people money, okay? Your job is not saving people money. Your job is not ripping them off, right? But your job is not saving people money. When a person goes to a marketing coach, they don't go to a marketing coach to save them money. If they want to save money, they go to their bank. They go to the people that can save them money, right? They go and buy at, you know, cheap stores. Whatever they like to do, they, they, they save money that way. But when they go to a marketing coach, they don't go to a marketing coach to save them money. When they go to a doctor, they don't go to a doctor to save them money. They go to a doctor to cure them. They go to a marketing coach to get them results, to help them to get their marketing work. And, and, the coach, the doctor, the, the person who is providing the service, okay? that person, that person's number one responsibility is to serve their customers with excellence, not to save them money. Does that make sense? It does. Now, now you think about the dream results that you want to bring to your dream customers and you create the dream package that can deliver that dream results. Not with the thinking that how can I create a cheap package because that's not your job. Your job is creating a package that gets your customers the dream results, right? However, when you create that package, when you have that package, you look at it and say, okay, so what's the biggest objection that people are having or are going to have in investing in this package? Because any package that you create, there's going to be an objection, right? And you can look at the biggest objection. What is the core objection that people have to invest in this package, to invest in this service? And usually, usually, 
that objection has something to their person with their with, uh, something to do with their personal belief. Like they don't believe in themselves that they can achieve those results. They don't believe in themselves that they can actually do it. Right? And because of that, they are not going to commit, they are not going to do the work, and they are not going to invest. So, the step before that comes the qualifying process that we usually use an online course for this. We usually use an online course that that process gets people to believe in themselves that they can actually get the dream results. And also I ask myself, what should these people know before they invest in themselves on that package so they can actually get the dream results? Does that make sense? So you don't want people who, who are not ready at all to get to So you want to get the dream client to give them the dream package to get them the dream results. You don't want to get any person Right? to go and get the package. You want to get the dream client. So you ask yourself, what are the qualifications of the dream client for me? What makes a person the dream client? And you create that process. You create that package. And that package for us is an eight-week course or a four-week course. We have two courses that actually those two courses qualify those two clients for us. So the five weeks of marketing that we do, we work really hard during those five weeks to enroll people into our first package. The first package teaches people how to have a message, how to have a package, how to have a program that they can sell. Because now, if you have a package, if you, if you have a program that you can sell and you're actually selling it and you're getting results, then you see that you can actually invest in yourself to go to the next level. Right? And so that's why when people come to our events or, or hear about our masterminds, they invest in our masterminds very, very easily because it makes sense. It's the logical next step. They already believe in themselves that they can do it. They already have an exact step-by-step plan on how to get results, and that's why they invest. And when they invest, they actually get results because they were prepared for that investment and they are prepared, they are ready to get the results. So we are not getting a random person who knows nothing and is not ready to go to a level of an investment or of time and commitment that they can't get results. Now, you have that in mind, that that's the process. Then, during those five weeks, what we do is that we bring all of our marketing. So, for example, sometimes people say, uh, oh, you know, you can come and, you know, do a webinar swap with me next week. A webinar swap means that you do a webinar for them, they do a webinar for you, right? I'm just explaining right. for our audience members who may, might not know this. But um, but that means that you are sharing your list. You're, you're sending an email or inviting people to the, to attend the webinars of the other person, mm-hmm. and then they, attend, they, they send people to attend your webinar, okay? Now... When you are having this uh, webinar, uh, webinar swap, sometimes people say, okay, so I want you to do, uh, I'm ready to do a webinar swap with you next week. But just so happens next week for me is my catch-up week. I don't want to do a webinar next week, right? I don't want to do a webinar in two weeks. So when I find an opportunity, I don't say yes to all of them. What I say is that, you know what, that's fantastic, but what if we do the webinar any time from 
mid-May to mid-June because that's my five-week stock market. So I push all of my promotions to the five-week stock marketing. So when we get to, the, to mid-May, uh, then suddenly like every week we have three, four, five, ten, fifteen webinars, all booked back-to-back. And my team, we have several uh, speaking teams that they do the webinars for us and they do like they do different things. So we have all of these teams that are doing the webinars and going to events and doing public speaking and doing lots of other things during those five weeks. So within five weeks we sign up like three hundred customers or four hundred customers. And and these three hundred, four hundred customers already get started and study the course with us uh, for for that eight weeks. Now we get the students that are uh, that are just at their beginning level, or some of them are a little bit more advanced, and we prepare them to have a package that is irresistible, that can sell easily, um, and, and during that time, we teach them how to actually sell that package. So they create the package, they sell the package, they see the impact that they are making on other people's lives, um, they see that their business can actually grow and can actually survive, and then, and then we, as we serve them and we provide them the services and, and, and they see the result that makes the, that makes a big difference, uh, with, like when, when they work with us, they see that difference. So that's one, that's why when they go to our events and stuff, they, they just go and sign up to our mastermind programs and other programs that we have. So that's how that, that five weeks of marketing works. You just push all of your marketing to those five weeks. So, um, and, then, and then after the five-week stuff, that is over. We have a different four-week marketing, but that's for a smaller course. That's a, because we, have, we also have a four-week course. Um, so after our five-week marketing is over for our first course, then we have another four-week course. And, and so we, we, we get another four weeks to market the second course. But we didn't have that until we had teams. So... So when I was working alone, uh, I just had five weeks of marketing and then eight weeks of coaching. But now because I have, um, I have several seeking schemes, uh, then we added a new one. Uh, and however, just to be clear, like lots of times uh, people say, oh, mom, but you have a team. But I didn't have a team. Like I didn't build a team until um, just pretty much. Uh, our company actually we went from five employees to 24 employees about six months ago. And the reason we, uh, we did that is because I decided to um, to just kind of separate myself from the business. So um, so otherwise, if if I actually didn't want to separate myself from the business as much as I am right now, uh, we did, we wouldn't even have such a big team because we, we didn't need to. Right. So I'm um, just saying this that just sometimes people find any reason to say, yeah, you can do it, but I can't. But that's crap. Like. I did the whole thing like in 2013 and 2014 too. And, and back then, it was just me and a couple of virtual assistants. And you don't need a team to be able to build a company, really. Well, I wanted to ask some questions about the ideal client and how you actually take that ideal client. Is it a, is it a leader, a speaker, a coach? And the second part of this is when they're designing a co- uh, program, you're actually showing them by dissecting their program how they're going to provide the right value so that it's sustainable? Is that kind of the idea? Yeah, so our target market are coaches, consultants, authors, and speakers, right? People who have a knowledge 
um, that they want to sell that knowledge. Sometimes we have some students that they have a product that is designed based on, based on knowledge, uh, meaning that, for example, the product is not a cookie, um, or if it's a cookie, it's a cookie based on a knowledge. So it's a cookie that doesn't have any type of sweetener, and and it just kind of helps the person, I don't know, build muscles really fast. But, uh, but like, it's, been, it's a really good thing that they are offering to the world that makes a massive positive difference in the world. Now, I'm not just saying random things that's like, yeah, you better be a like, nice-hearted, kind-hearted person to be my client. No, the type of the marketing that we teach actually has to do a lot with, um, you know, you, you got to, what, what you do should make a big positive impact because, because of the way that we teach the marketing. However, uh, many times people want to do a nice positive thing for the world. Uh, they just don't know how to. Um, they don't have the tools. They don't know how to package it. Um, they know that they have the passion and desire to do it, but they don't know how to. Um, and we work with people regardless if they don't know how to or they know exactly how to. We work with them first to help them to build a, a program, to build a course uh, that um, that gets that knowledge and message out and, and share it with people and teach them how to find their customers, how to find people that they can help and impact them and make a difference in their life. And then after that, um, then we go to the next level. It's like, okay, so you have these customers who are coming to you. They are... Uh, they are at their first step of being customers, and so how can you make even a bigger impact in their lives? And and that's the time that they quit, uh, they they switch because they're like, oh, I wasn't even thinking about my biggest impact in the world. Right. So best customers are coaches, consultants, authors, and speakers who can make a massive positive difference in the world with what they teach. Understood. And so in the mastermind level. Talk about the distinction between that coursework and the mastermind level. Yeah, so um, in, so, so uh, just to be clear, is it in my mastermind or is it like when people take their clients to their mastermind? Let's do uh, when people take their clients to a mastermind and then the distinguishing aspect of your mastermind versus theirs. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, um, so, so uh, with the clients, it's not always a mastermind. Like, does it need to always be a mastermind? Um, many times it just so happens because it's a good thing to do. Um, but, but as I said, really uh, one of my goals is to help people to make a difference, to make a sustaining difference in people's lives. And, um, and the, always, always the question is, how can you make a massive positive impact that is sustainable in one person's life? And I was talking to uh, one of my one of my students, and uh, she's a uh, she's a therapist, and she's been working with people on. She has a very special technique, um, and and like her technique really changes people's lives. But she has really hard time uh, offering it because uh, she was saying anybody who comes to me wants to come to me only for one session, and when they come for one session, I can just work them work with them like a little bit and. Some people come to me with like four sessions or five sessions, right? Uh, but, but they can't make an impact in their lives. I can make some, I can help them a little bit, but I can't make a big, big, big impact in their lives. So one of the things we did, for example, with her, we said, okay, so what if, 
for those people who come to you for one session or two sessions or five sessions, you actually create a package that you can give them a certain type of exercise that they can do it on their own. So they are investing the exact same amount of money, but let's make that impact sustainable. So because at the end of the day, you know that those customers aren't the type of customers that come to you for a long time. She's so like, yeah, I know, like I've been in this. I know that they're not going to come to me for a long time. I said, okay, so let's automate that piece. So if they're coming to you, you don't need to be personally involved with that customer, but still, you make a lasting difference in their lives. So, so we created this package that is separated from her. They study it on their own, and, and they actually get results. So they can actually heal themselves by following that package without needing to really invest the time with her or, or she spends the time with, with them, right? And then I asked her, I said, okay, so who's your dream customer? And she told me about her dream customer. And uh, part of that was like she wanted to work with people who by overcoming their problems and challenges, um, they could go and make a bigger impact on other people's lives. So she wanted to create this ripple effect, right? And... And based on that, we created two packages. We created one package on how can she teach, and she's qualified to teach, by the way. Like, I'm not getting people who are not qualified. And right? She's qualified to teach. And I said, how can we create it? We created this package that she can teach other therapists on her model. Now, when she works with these therapists, these therapists get the system and go and make a difference in other people's lives. And at the same time, we created a different package, a higher-end package, that that package, she works with people one-on-one, but now she charges them $17,000 a year. So you can't work with her one-on-one unless you commit to one year for $17,000. And she only works with 10 customers a year. That's $170,000 to work with 10 customers one-on-one and the rest, she's actually generating her income from her, uh, from her automated system. She's actually making a far bigger impact in people's lives because now a lot of people from different places in the world can get access to her without being personally close to her, right? Because right now when she had, when she had a small business, she had a small business, she was like everybody would have to be around her, right? But now... Because she has this training platform, she's training all the other uh, therapies. So all of the other therapies, like they're in, right now they're in UK, they're in Australia, they're in different places, they're performing their, their, you know, therapy. All of those people are making a bigger impact. And she's making a much bigger impact. She has a much bigger business now comparing to what she's when she started. And when she started, she had to work almost every single day seven, eight, nine, ten hours to be able, and it was random because some days she was walking in and she had like five customers and some days she would walk in and she had 50 customers. She, she just simply didn't know or what's going to happen because it's not, it's not sustainable. Now everything is sustainable. She can plan it in advance. She gets uh, 12 weeks of vacation every year and, uh, you know, it's just like all of it. Her, her life is much better. Her client's life is much better, making a bigger impact, working much less, and, um, you know, and, like, all of it, all of it's online. So, so, as I said, the, the, the 
secondary package doesn't always need to be a mastermind, right? But you think you come about it with this mindset. What is the dream package that I can create that makes the dream result, that creates the dream result in my dream customer's life? And with having that in mind, you create that package and however that package has to look like. And the right customer, the dream customer, understands that dream result and understands that dream package. And, and, and that's the key. That's, uh, that those three words should actually go together to be able to create that, that package. And you seriously don't need like a lot of customers at that level to be able to have a really good and successful business, right? So that's kind of like, for example, in my world, um, um, for me, I work with customers. I, I don't take a lot of one-on-one students. I only work with five to seven customers one-on-one every year. And, and well, right now that we were doing this interview, I charge $75,000. And, uh, and that, I work, for, I work with people Every, like one session every two weeks. Uh, the first month I work with them like once a week. And then after that, after the first month, I work with them every, every other week. And then besides the times that I'm off and everything. So I have about 26 sessions over a year. Plus I give them access to my mastermind. And I work with usually five to seven people a year. I don't want to work with more than seven people because I only teach every other Tuesday uh, one-on-one. So if I get more than seven people, then I can't teach all of them in one day. And then that causes problems and changes my schedule. Right? So, um, so anyhow, so as I said, you can you, you think about the dream package, but then you get to see how you can create that dream package that works for your dream customer. Well, I wanted to uh, go into a couple quick rapid-fire questions because we're running out of time. I wanted to just ask mm-hmm. you some questions. I want to go to your site and they want to join your course. So how do, how do people get to sign up for you? Sorry, what did you say? I said, how do people sign up for your uh, coursework? How do they follow you? Oh, um, um, actually, well, we have a free training on it um, on, uh, at ultimatecourseformula.com, right? Uh, so people can easily go to ultimatecourseformula.com and, um, and just sign up, for, uh, sign up for a free webinar that teaches them about the eight steps that it takes to build a successful business and why people need to have a, 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 an online course and and how um, how that process actually helps them to separate themselves from the business so the business can grow um, while they are making a bigger difference in people's lives. All right, so we're going to go to rapid-fire questions. My first question is, what's, since you like to travel so much, what's a favorite country you've been to? Uh, favorite countries. Oh, okay. This is supposed to be the rapid, hey? You know what? I, the, the favorite place I, I, I went to was Puerto Rico. And I went to it um, a couple of months ago, and I really loved it. Yeah, that was the that was the marketers' cruise. Yeah, that was the marketers' cruise. I just we went there, and I just loved it. And I haven't I haven't spent a lot of time in Puerto Rico, but uh, but just the part of it that I uh, that I saw, uh, both my wife and I, uh, uh, my wife and I really really liked it. And um, yeah, that was fun. 
All right, well, Andrea has uh, one you know, question. Every time we go to Europe, ahead, we Andrea. like Europe, right? But, but um, that kind of... Um, my, my wife loves France. Like, any time we go to France, she, she, she loves it. Real quick question, Andrea. We so have my 30 question seconds. would be, if, um, but, so you were talking a lot about um, how people work with you. What are the top three qualities that quantify somebody that's the best person that you love to work with? We have 10 seconds, but that'll be interesting doing in three. Okay. Hmm? okay. Uh, uh, the top three qualities. Um, Actually, make it just one because we have 10 seconds. I don't know if we're going to have time for three. Oh, okay. Um, wanting to make a difference in the world. Wanting can make a difference in the world. I agree. And you have made a big difference in the world for so many, Iman. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us, the content you provided, and the people that are listening. If you take advantage of uh, following Iman and also going to his courses, he is very committed to making sure that what you're delivering to the world actually is sustainable and that you're actually solving world problems and giving an ROI for the courses and products you're doing. So, Iman, you've been amplified. Thank you so much for spending time on Amplified. Thank you very much for having me. All right. Well, have a great day, and I look forward to seeing you at the next uh, cruise as well as hopefully some other events. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashad again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard. 